I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. This week on Ave Spotlight, we are visiting with Mark Hart, one of the co-authors of the new book, Our Not-Quite-Holy Family, a practical guide for Catholic parents. Mark shares with us about what family life looks like, especially during a pandemic, and how we can foster holiness within our families day by day. Hey, Mark. Uh, oh, well, hey, nice to meet you, first off. Um, thank you for being with us today on Ave Spotlight. So we just want to talk to you about your life and about this new book that you have called A Not Quite, Our Not Quite Holy Family. Um, right. Yeah, which is um, so awesome. Very, very much of an inspiration to those that are trying to make their family the best that it can be, but um, want to set realistic expectations for themselves. So can you tell us a little bit about the book? Uh, yeah, the book is for all of us uh, horrible Catholics that uh, God has entrusted <laughs> children to. Um, no, my wife, my, my amazing wife, Melanie and I, we have four kids um, and they now range in age from college all the way down to first grade. So we're, we have a college student, we have a high school student, we have a middle school student, we have an elementary school student and, um, and having kind of navigated those waters, we're not saying in any way, shape or form we're, uh, pros or that we've got everything figured out quite the contrary. That's the title uh, are not quite holy family. We're actually, um, reaching out to, and, and just sharing a lot of our failures and our missteps and things that we tried to blow up in our face. Uh, and then a few lessons that we learned along the way. And the idea being that, um, I think that, that it's sometimes in the Catholic subculture, there exists this feeling that parents have to be perfect. You have to be to mass 30 minutes early, hair meticulously combed. All the kids are in matching stuff. I don't know. You know, your home <laughs> has to be perfect. And, you know, it always happens. You know, we just got through Christmas not too long ago and, you know, you get the Christmas cards and everybody seems so perfect. And they got their letters and their perfect pictures. And look at my kid, you know, healed the blind this year in student council or whatever. <laughs> And my wife and I, we just kind of feel like, gosh, we just, we're a wreck. Like we're a mess. We're usually showing up to mass a couple minutes late. The, the kids are trying to kill each other in the car on the way there. Our house is falling apart. You know what I mean? Uh, and trying to get through dinner and just have like a, 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 a semblance of thought, you know what I mean? When people are just going crazy and losing their minds. And so we just kind of said, you know, maybe, maybe there's other parents out there that feel like us. Maybe they have their parents of littles or their parents of kind of in between, or maybe there's young couples who are, you know, who are thinking about getting married or, or, or on the verge of getting married or having kids or whatever. Or maybe there's people like us who are just sort of looking around saying, I don't have it all together. And I don't think I fit in here. Mm -hmm. And what about that cross section and what can we give to them? Mm. Wow. As someone who has rolled into mass late with screaming three-year-old and squawking three-month-old, I can't wait to read this book and more <laughs> further than I already have, simply because it, it, you're right. Like sometimes you do kind of feel like you're, you're the outlier of the perfect family crowd. What are some, maybe some stories or some tips that you give to families who want to be better, but like also just need to recognize that they're not alone? Maybe two or three highlights. You know, I think, I think one of the most important things right out of the gate is that we, we just are honest with ourselves, you know, um, that if you aren't, if, if your prayer rhythm changes when you have kids, um, that's normal. Okay. It, it, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't pray. You know, you can't pray, but it's a normal thing. Your family's expanding. You have other responsibilities. So prayer has to look a little different sometimes, you know, I remember like how guilty my wife felt because she wasn't able to get to daily mass like she used to or pray her daily rosary with the same kind of rhythm. And, and she mm -hmm. felt this tremendous guilt as a young parent. And you have to get to a place and say, you, you realize I, I told her one point, I'm like, 
every diaper you change is a rosary. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, you get to that place where uh, I think we have to be just gentle with ourselves and honest with ourselves and merciful with ourselves because God is merciful with us. He doesn't mean we don't try, but I think we have to. I think when it comes to being the best parents we can be, um, oftentimes the first thing to go is our married connection between our husband and the wife. You know, is that is that is that intimacy? And how to safeguard that marital intimacy, um, and not just sex, but just just personal interrelational intimacy. You know how you have time together, how you create time together to still have that connection when you only have one functioning neuron come nine o'clock at night. You know you just want to collapse <laughs> under the couch. You know, um, and then then little then just like the little things. It's it's how do you how do you raise kids who don't resent the church and who don't resent mm. the faith? You know who who actually want to be Catholic when it's really not popular to do so. Who who you know they're wondering why they. Have have to go to mass or they have to go to youth group, but none of their friends do, you know, or why they're going. It's, it, so it's those kinds of conversations, you know, um, when, when to pick your battles when it comes to stuff like screen time and setting parameters. So, so it goes from really kind of like the, the theoretical spiritual of, of how you navigate the waters, because, you know, uh, you can say the two become one all you want. Yes, it's scriptural, but the marriage is like a divine merge lane. Like the two are forced to become one. <laughs> and then when you have kids, What's great is that everything that's good about your relationship gets better when you have kids, mm. but everything that's wrong in your relationship gets exposed and it, mm. and it goes on steroids. So how do you do that? And how do you navigate that? And how do you overcome? Cause you know, when you become a parent too, I think God reveals your own personal wounds, your own personal misgivings and things that didn't go well in your own childhood. And you start to view yourself through that lens of your own parents and what you want to be like and who you don't want to be like. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot to kind of navigate simultaneously when you're already sleepless and stressed, you know? So how do you do it? Yeah. I'm just going to sit in that for a second. Literally a conversation Tommy and I had this morning. Oh, <laughs> like it, it, You're capturing it perfectly. I mean, I think Chanel and I have talked before on the show just about how hard life seems to kind of be for everyone right now in 2021. I think families are really going to benefit from seeing this. What have you maybe learned in the time of COVID about family life. I mean, like you said, there's steroid, everything, everything that's bad is bad and everything that's good can get better. But especially in COVID, I feel like that's all amplified. Um, you know, maybe as we start to wrap up, like what's one thing that you've learned and maybe a word of encouragement to folks who are in those trenches even more so right now? I think that there's a difference between caring for your family and caring about your family. Mm. And I think that one thing that I learned in COVID the hard way was I get, I get going fast. I get my wheels going in a lot of directions, you know, and, and just between, you know, kid, you know, this too, between travel and, and work and other things, everything kind of just, it can just get this perfect storm where you and your spouse can become almost like ships in the night. You know what I mean? Where you're, you come, maybe you're jumping in and out of town or you have long work days or financial stresses or whatever, and you become partners, you know, in caring for the kids, providing for the kids. But sometimes, um, at least for myself, I would get so busy in providing for my family, paying the bills and making ends meet that I didn't show them I was caring about them. Mm-hmm. And in, in the last year, you know, I've done, I've gone on more bike rides. I've done more puzzles. I've put together more Legos. <laughs> we've watched more Hallmark movies. We've done so many of those things that otherwise we would, we probably wouldn't have, you know, and what a tremendous blessing those would be. And I think that mm-hmm. Once we were kind of on the other side and we can look back on this, I think we're going to look back with a whole lot of um, gratitude, you know, for those little blessings. And hopefully this is going to change a lot of uh, married dynamics, marriage, marriages and homes and families uh, for the better, you know, so that we, we can get back to that. I mean, really dusting off the board games again, really investing each, in each other again. 
Um, but that's, that's what I think I would say is, is as a challenge to other parents. Um, if you feel like you're in that rat race where you're just trying to make ends meet and just trying to stay sane right now, we all are, um, to be able to take a pause and step back and say, well, for whatever reason, God entrusted these young souls to you for whatever reason, not because you're perfect, but because he is. And, mm-hmm. and if you read Deuteronomy, his greatest desire for us as Catholic parents or as parents of faith is to pass on the faith. In fact, in Deuteronomy, he actually says to drill the faith into your kids, speaking about it when they're awake, when they're asleep, when you're at home, when you're abroad, not the world they how to go abroad anymore. <laughs> but, um, but really like that's our, that's our primary vocation as parents is to introduce them to their heavenly father, to the blessed mother. And if we do that, then no matter what a mess we are with everything else at the end of the day, we've been successful. Nice. That's awesome. I wish I was married so I could. <laughs> so well, I, could I know some this. guys, Chanel. I <laughs> well, I won't you be mad first, you. folks. <laughs> right? My Instagram um, DMs are open. So, but <laughs> this book sounds dope. So awesome. I was reading some of the um, little like chapter explanations um, on the website. And it sounds so great, especially love the part where you talked about emotionally present parenting. Um, Mm -hmm. That sounds like something that would definitely be needed now as children are navigating such a insane year um, and trying to process things that are really hard. So I'm excited. Well, again, to, we didn't, to we didn't say it because we're perfect. We were just sharing where we messed up and hoping someone else can dodge that landmine. If they're, yeah. if they're well, to. I mean, any advice that one parent can give to another parent or even just like talking in a way that makes other parents feel seen, I'm sure will be very appreciated, you know, cause this has been a year for all years, but <laughs> now that we're out of it, um, you know, trying to start this new year with hopefulness and gratitude, right? So um, at the end of every episode, we try to do a hope for the week. Um, I can give you a couple, like a couple seconds to think about it. I can go first if you want some time, but what is something that you feel hopeful for or grateful for in the upcoming week? Well, you start. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you some time. I just like blasted you with the hardcore question. Um, so, okay. Something that I feel hopeful for this week, I just started um, going to therapy again, um, which is great. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I have a new therapist, so it's new time to be transparent and to be honest with this woman. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, you know, working on myself this new year and, um, trying to work on my emotional and, you know, wellness. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. How about you? Catherine? Um, <laughs> I, I'm hopeful so you were talking about like emotional awareness, Chanel, and and I've seen Mark's book, Preview Alert. I read the book uh, and, and have enjoyed it. Um, we've also been using this book. It's called How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen, just mm-hmm. about like ways to be more emotionally engaged with your kid. And so like affirming their feelings. And we did this thing with Rose the other night that I'm hopeful will continue to work. She wanted a cookie. We said no to the cookie because it was right before dinner. She's three years old. She got mad. It was also after a long day at school. She was hungry. The baby was crying. It was like just a perfect storm. So I got down on her level and I said, you're mad. And she's like, yeah, I'm mad. I said, well, why don't we go draw mad? And she ran to the table, grabbed some crayons and paper and drew mad. And then she was fine. Like all she needed me to know was that she was upset Mm -hmm. about not giving her the cookie. She didn't actually want the cookie. She just needed, I think, a moment where mom paid attention to her, which kind of, I have hope that I'm a little more attuned to those needs um, 
And I, I, so I went and bought a little journal and it's going to be our, our feelings book. And anytime she's upset or she's frustrated or she's, you know, really excited and she has a hard time expressing it, we're going to draw it in the book. And in 20 years, I'll hand it to her and say, see, I wasn't a bad mom. Here you go. Those are your emotions at the age of three. I'm hopeful we can keep that up. That's awesome. So Mark, what about you? What's your hope for the week? You know, so this week, um, actually this week that we're recording, this is actually our wedding anniversary. And, um, last year we did this really, really cool vow renewal. Um, we well, we don't call it vow renewals Catholics, but we, we renewed our vows and, uh, and all, all of our friends and family came. This is before COVID shut everything down. Um, and our kids were actually able to, uh, to, you know, be there with us and they sang at the mass and they read at the mass. And it was just really, really cool thing. And I was really kind of downtrodden because this year, obviously everything shut down. Like I can't even take my wife to dinner, uh, where we live. Um, so I had this idea and, uh, so I'm taking the day off. She doesn't know this, but, um, our kids are going to get all dressed up and they're going to make dinner for us and wait on us. And we're going to be able to have time as a family and, and they're going to kind of pray with us and pray over us. So I'm really excited to, uh, to spoil my wife, uh, under lockdown, uh, under COVID protocols, <laughs> but, uh, you know what, you know, um, Portion favors the bull. You got to get creative these days. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm really excited about that. And, and I really just believe there's such, there's so much grace in the sacrament that, um, that you really have to tap into it. Like, like, you know, just tap into it, unleash it, you know? And I, I remember just as a parting thought, um, something that a, that a priest once told me, um, now he's, he's, he's in heaven now, but he, he reminded me one time right before I got married, he says, Mark, remember, he says, hard times are going to come for you and your spouse and for you and your family. But remember when hard times come, when storms come, that the grace of the sacrament is always stronger than you are. Mm. And those words never left me. And mm. so it's whenever those times kind of hit, you're just like, oh, it's just not going my way, whether it's a big thing or a small thing. Just remember the grace of the sacrament is always stronger. Amen. That's the perfect way to end. Thank you for sharing that thought, Mark. Where can we follow you? Of course, we'll have the link to the book down in the show notes, but where can we follow you and your family? You know what? If you go to BibleGeek.com, B-I-B-L-E, geek, <laughs> <laughs> um, make a lower third. You can find me uh, on there. You can find my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. Um, you can find blogs. You can find me on uh, the radio on Sirius XM on 129. You can find me at lifeteen.com. You can find me anywhere. Find Catholic books for soul. <laughs> we'll have all of the, the Mark Hart, uh, the rundown down in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Great to see you guys. God bless you. Mark had some great points. Of course, all of those are shared in his new book, written with his wife, Melanie, Our Not Quite Holy Family, A Practical Guide for Catholic Parents, available on AveMariaPress.com. The link, of course, is down in the show notes, and you can find it over on the Ave Maria Press website, or, like Mark said, wherever you find good Catholic books. Ave Spotlight and Ave Explores, the two podcasts from Ave Maria Press, are available wherever you find your podcasts, on Apple, Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, available through Breadbox Media and Spoke Street Media, as well as streaming from our website directly. So you can click down at the link in our show notes to find Breadbox and Spoke Street, as well as subscribe to our other podcast, Ave Explorers, and give a rating and a review to this podcast, Ave Spotlight. We're grateful for any help that you can give us to find more folks to listen to the show, to share it with them, to help them see all of the great things that we're creating. Our next Ave Explorer series is also linked down in the show notes. We hope that you will click onto that and find out what we're doing with Catholicism around the world. Next week here on Ave Spotlight, we are getting ready for Lent, continuing our diving into what Lent can look like with a quick conversation with Bishop Bill Walk of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. So we hope you join us next Monday for that conversation. As always, we're grateful that you listened, and we hope that you have a hope-filled week. <laughs>